You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check out my Patreon. And take a look at my other YouTube channels too. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything I release. All links are in the description. In this podcast, Jack Hibbs, famed televangelist, has set his mind to selling fear to his audience. As much fear as he can cram down their throats. Some of his strategies for amping up fear are absolutely wild. Now he's telling his audience that he thinks Mexico is going to start launching missiles into the U.S. Seriously, you have to hear this. Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, says God elected him to office for a purpose, to spread Jesus throughout government as much as he possibly could. Makes you wonder why God wouldn't just put him in the White House if that was his goal, or at least the actual governor's position rather than lieutenant governor. But whatever, far be it for me to question God's strategies. Anyway, let's see what values he thinks God wants him to spread through government. Spoiler alert, it involves persecuting minority groups, just like Jesus taught. Who saw that one coming? Laura Logan is a major public figure in the QAnon movement, a hero to him. But there was a time when she was a correspondent on CBS News and even 60 Minutes. What happened to her? Let's talk about her descent into absolute madness. From widely respected to banned from even Fox and Newsmax. Newsmax! What the hell do you have to say to get banned from Newsmax, for Christ's sake? Let's talk about it. It is a wild ride. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send me an email instead, go to my website, owenmorgan.com, and click Contact Me in the menu. Santos got kicked out of Congress, I saw. And you know what else happened? When Santos was kicked out, he's burning everything to the ground. He's throwing dirt all over the place. On Twitter, he's been talking about all the stuff that he learned about congressmen and their ethics violations and dirty dealings and everything. Oh, I love it to death. Keep going, George. Keep going. I'll call you whatever the hell you want. I'll call you Anthony DeVolder, George Santos, or Kitara, whatever. You name it. I will call you whatever you want if you just keep dropping that dirt. Monday's fourth ethics report will be filed on Congressman Menendez, not to be confused with the senator. While Congressman Menendez has not been invoked by the diligent investigation of DOJ into his father, there remains a question of what did he know and when did he know it. The complaint to seek clarification from the freshman congressman on his involvement with his father's overseas dealing over the years and any potential compensation he received. I think it's a fair point to make sure that we weed out the doubt surrounding representative menendez and his business associations i love it dude keep dropping this dirt man let's see who will be the republican that will have the testicular fortitude to pick up my privileged motion to expel bowman and re and reintroduce it let's talk about hypocrisy can someone ask nicole milo stock tips when did she become a savant in stock trading the signature bank trade she did Reeks of insider trading, much like Paul Pelosi's every trade. Nicole is in it for herself. Just look at her record, and it speaks for itself. Monday, I will be filing an official complaint with the Office of Congressional Ethics against N. Malatakis, or I'm not sure if that's right, regarding her questionable stock trading since joining the Ways and Means Committee this Congress. Before joining the committee, 
the congresswoman didn't have any active trading habit or high-volume stake. The question is, what set of information is she trading with? Keep going, George. You know what? You tell me what you want me to believe, and I'll believe it, bud. You want me to believe that you're the uh, quarterback for the Patriots? You got it. You're the quarterback for the Patriots. Keep busting this stuff out, man. I'm begging you. I love everything about it, man. He's going to return his Nobel Prizes, right? <laughs> like, some of the shit he said is just mind-blowingly ridiculous. Uh, Santos, that is. But you know what? Like I said, I'll believe him. You tell me what you want me to believe, and I'll believe it, bud. I'm your Huckleberry. This is a guy named Jack Hibbs. He's a televangelist. Early May 2022, he comes out here and fearmongers about abortion to his congregants. Listen to this. Let me tell you something. The Democrat Party is a death cult. Every single Democrat voted to kill babies up in Sacramento last week out of the womb. Kill them. Kill them, they said. Kill them. He thinks people were saying, kill the babies. Kill them. Like, you can't just leave it at, I believe that abortion is murder and these people want abortions to be accessible by people who need them. He has to say, people are calling to kill them. Kill them, they said. Kill them. Insane, man. Absolutely nuts. Well, I got some voicemails about this, so I wanted to talk about it. Uh, by the way, voicemail number is 1-800-701-8573 if you want to call in. If your voicemail's between 45 seconds and a minute, then I'm nearly guaranteed to listen to it. All right, check this voicemail out I got. Hi, Owen. It's Lou from Minnesota, and I have a question about the abortion verse. The abortion verse to which they're referring is... Numbers 5, 11 to 22, I think. And it's a test for an unfaithful wife, basically. They didn't have paternity tests back then. So if there was ever any doubt of the kid's lineage, which is extremely important in, Jew in Jewish culture, then you would take the wife to the priest, and the priest would whip up a concoction that the wife would drink. And if it wasn't your baby, then she would have a miscarriage, i.e., the priest would perform an abortion on the wife. That's what Numbers 5, 11, and 22 says. It is an endorsement of abortion because the lineage needs to be preserved. So in that one section, the Bible endorses abortion, and it doesn't talk about it anywhere else in the entire Bible. Anywhere. Ever. The verse is commonly used to fight against abortion by evangelicals is one in, in, I think, Ezekiel, where it talks about God basically predetermining or predestining this guy's existence. He said he was a prophet of God, and he knew he was going to exist long before he even came into existence. That's what the verse said. And they from that, they pull, you know, life begins at conception. It's insane. I just, like, I don't even know what to do with that. Let alone the verses about what happens if you injure a mother or injure a pregnant woman and how much you're supposed to pay her or pay the family for the injury or whatever. A pregnant woman, if she has a miscarriage, is owed a certain amount of money. It's not even that high. I don't even remember what it was now. It's not murder. They had murder charges back then. It was simply a fine for causing a miscarriage in a woman. So all the way back when the Bible is being written, 
These people did not view it this way. It wasn't until like the 1970s or the 80s that the evangelical movement really picked up on the anti-abortion train because they thought they'd be able to use it to their advantage to get people whipped into a blood frenzy. And boy, were they right. With that context in mind, the caller is calling about numbers 511 to 22, about the test for an unfaithful wife. Let's listen. Hi, Owen. It's Lou from Minnesota. And I have a question about the abortion verse. I'm all for abortion and everything, but if you said that the old law was fulfilled when Jesus came back, wouldn't that mean that the numbers verse would be irrelevant to some Christians now because of the old law thing? Or I don't know. It was just some general confusion that I had, and I just wanted to answer. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Very interesting question and a valuable question to ask. The thing is, Jesus is the center of Christianity, right? He Everything revolves around him. Everything that he said is law. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If Jesus said it, Christians are supposed to follow it. If it was contradicted earlier or later, those contradictions are ignored. That, that's how it's supposed to be, right? The book of Numbers, that, that thing about a, an unfaithful wife, the test for an unfaithful wife, that wasn't in the old law, to my knowledge. That was just a test that they performed, I believe. And it is the only mention anywhere in the entire Bible about abortion. It's the only thing that we have to look to. Jesus didn't say a word about abortion, which means that by the property of omission— Abortion should be allowed within the Christian church because Jesus didn't talk about it. In fact, nobody did, not even Paul. Nobody did. But if you need that extra step, the Bible does endorse it. The Old Testament does. That's really what I'm saying with it. Yeah, the Old Testament was fulfilled and done away with, and we should only be reading the Gospels accounts, really, as Christians. Only the Gospels are relevant to Christians. So within that framework, within that context, it says nothing about abortion. Anyway, thanks for the uh, call. I appreciate that. Hey, Owen, this is Alex from Michigan, uh, a.k.a. Progress Only. Just wanted to thank you for covering John Cooper on Flashpoint this past Tuesday. Yeah, John Cooper is the singer from Skillet, the, the band Skillet. Apparently Skillet is super, super popular. I had no idea. I'd never heard of him before. Famous band who happens to be a christian band and john cooper is a right-wing trumpist nutcase as it turns out so i covered him recently on my owen unfiltered youtube channel if you want to see that it's pretty interesting anyways back to the voicemail point this past tuesday as someone who grew up in the christian radio world parents on the radio station if you remember um got to talk to him as a youth during a lock-in at a local university new year's eve 2000 2001 and i Ever since they came out, it's like, wow, this guy turned into a major piece of uh, major crap. And looking into it, there's other bands that are played on mainstream radio that are tied to the same record company and group and have the same views as John Cooper, including the band Red, including the band POD. And it's just the, the infiltration of non, um, of, of well, infiltration into non-Christian specific genres by Christian artists to kind of cover themselves, and not even Christians in general, like the extremist Flashpoint-style Christians. It's just disturbing that all those things that I saw in my child growing up that would, that I was told would be a good thing to happen are turning out to be the worst thing for America. So 
just want to let you know that. Thanks again. Bye. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, agreed. And sadly, some of the bands that I listened to when I was younger are completely off the deep end also. Trapped, you know, the song Headstrong, famously, they, they wrote that song. They were COVID deniers. They were Trump supporters. They were vaccine deniers. And they're just complete nutcases out of their heads. Smash Mouth, same thing. Smash Mouth is just, you know, all-star. Hey, now you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. That's Smash Mouth. Completely gone. Those people are nuts. They are about as deep in the Trump bubble as you can possibly get. And then there's Creed. Creed was actually a band that I listened to a lot. My mom got me an album, one of their albums. She didn't realize that they were moving in a Christian direction or she wouldn't have gotten it for me. But I was actually a huge fan of Creed for a while there. I listened to a whole bunch of their albums. Scott Stapp was the singer there. And he was the songwriter and the one pushing it in a Christian direction. The rest of the band didn't like it. They're like, what are you doing? You're pushing us in Christian direction. We don't want this. We don't want to be a Christian band. But, you know, they got famous off of some of their most Christian music, so it is what it is. But Scott Stapp used to get completely drunk off his ass at concerts while he was performing on stage, just mind-burned from the alcohol. I think he went to rehab, I'm not sure, but now he's doing the podcast circuit because his wife was in a far-right evangelical extremist movie recently. I think it was... I don't remember which movie it was. Uh, maybe one of Dinesh D'Souza's movies. Not 2000 Mules, but the new one. Anyway, Police State, maybe? I'm not sure. But yeah, she was in a far-right movie, which tells me that he is also on the far, far, far right. And that that's just really disappointing to find out, you know? These bands that you, you really enjoyed are just mind-burned. Just saying, I really like Three Doors Down, particularly Duck and Run. Then they decided to play for Trump. Did they? Three Doors Down played for Trump? I did not know that. Oh, man. Oh, that's so disappointing, man. What's really funny is that Donald Trump is like a massive Elton John fan, has been his whole life. And he begged Elton John to play for him. And he just kept telling him to go <laughs> himself. I love it. I love everything about it. Three Doors Down played at Trump's inauguration in 2017, and guitarist Chris Henderson has no apologies. We got a lot of backlash about playing the inauguration, and we don't care, he said in a recent telephone interview. I didn't hear about that. That's really sad. I liked Three Doors Down also. That is a shame, man. It's so sad to find out that like the people that you listened to are such gullible suckers, you know? They fell for it. Kind of heartbreaking. Hi, this is Jennifer from Georgia. I've listened to your show for a pretty long time now, but I've never called. I wanted to say that I heard you talking about abortion and how it was manufactured and it hadn't been a Christian problem until like the 70s. I wanted to say that you should read Jesus and John Wayne by Kristen Cobes Dumez because she actually lays everything out in a timeline and shows the takeover of the evangelical movement in American politics. So again, great listening to your show. Yeah, I appreciate the voicemail, and I just want to let you know that I did get the book on Audible. I'm going to give it a read, uh, see if I can um, find the time to do that, and I appreciate the recommendation. Super interesting subject. When you find out that 
evangelical Christians manufactured this entire thing, it changes your perspective on the whole abortion debate or the whole abortion problem or whatever. I mean, it not only is it not in the Bible, you know, that abortion is bad, but it's actually endorsed in certain spots. When you realize that, there's no going back. You realize that these people really are scam artists, complete scam artists. Anyway, thank you guys so much for the voicemails. I really appreciate that. By the way, I don't know if you guys heard about this. There was a Winnie the Pooh book that came out called Run, Hide, Fight, and it was supposed to teach kids what to do in an active shooter situation in school, right? Well, I actually bought one of the books. I bought it, Run, Hide, Fight, and I intend to go through the entire thing on my channel. If you guys want to watch, then uh, stick around for that. It's going to be on my main channel. It even came with a curriculum. I'm sorry, a, uh, a lesson plan, lesson plan, not curriculum. Came with a lesson plan. We're going to go through the whole thing, lesson plan and all. Student prerequisites, none. This is the lesson plan. Course objectives, familiarize young students with the concepts of run, hide, fight in response to a dangerous school intruder, active shooter scenario. The, the stay safe K-6 learning curriculum is specifically designed to reinforce and visually imprint children with the concepts of run, hide, fight while utilizing age-appropriate materials that is less frightening to young minds. There are separate age-appropriate curriculums and materials for older children. Here's an alternative possibility. Let me just toss this one around for you. How about we make guns a lot harder to access? If you want a gun, you can have one without question. That's not in dispute or being violated. But you have to prove to me and the rest of society that you know how to handle a gun. You know not to wave it around all willy-nilly. You know to keep the safety on. You know not to put your finger on the trigger unless you're going to shoot. You know not to point it at anybody, even as a joke. You know that when you are moving it somewhere, it should be pointed away from people under all circumstances. You need to prove that you know all that stuff to me, and you need to renew that license every year. I don't mean you have to sign a piece of paper and they send you a new one. I mean retake the class once a year. Institute a gun buyback program. If people want to sell their guns back to the government for money, they, they can. Not forced to, but you're welcome to if you'd like. I want to see that. I haven't even banned assault rifles yet. If we could do some of those things... Maybe we wouldn't need a book like this, Run, Hide, Fight with Winnie the Pooh. Manhattan is a gun-free zone, largely. There, I mean, you're allowed to have one if you have a concealed carry permit and everything, but you have to, like, really jump through hoops to prove that you're capable of handling it. There has not been a school shooting in Manhattan in uh, 30 years, I think. Last one in Manhattan was 1906. One person killed, 1906. Point is, there's a way to deal with this stuff, and Manhattan seems to have figured it out pretty well. Next up, 
Jack Hibbs, famed televangelist, has set his mind to selling fear to his audience. As much fear as he can cram down their throats. Some of his strategies for amping up fear are absolutely wild. Now he's telling his audience that he thinks Mexico is going to start launching missiles into the U.S. Seriously, you have to hear this. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon. And check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. Across the border in Mexico, I think that's Gaza. That's the U.S. Gaza forming. That's. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing rockets being launched from Mexico into Mission Bay, attacking the Navy, attacking homes. I wouldn't doubt it. This is Jack Hibbs, a televangelist who is apparently completely detached from reality. I wanted to talk about what he had to say recently because this dude has the strangest takes on stuff. It is deeply entertaining to me to talk about some of the bizarre stuff he believes. I mean, that that one right there is bizarre enough, right? The idea that Mexico is going to fire missiles at the United States because they're like, the United States is Gaza. I just like, I don't even know where to start with that analysis. Anyway, check this clip out from this guy. This is recent, late November 2023. He had this to say about addicts. What country in the world, when you go to an airport, okay, so where was I? Sacramento Airport, San Francisco International Airport, LAX, JFK. JFK, that's in New York City. Dallas. That when you go into the men's bathroom, for example, the first thing that you see hanging on the wall are needle, uh, needle, IV, needle, injection, needle um, waste containers for, for needle users. Okay. Well, first of all, that could be for diabetic people. You ever knock that one around your, your, your noggin? Additionally, I'm calling BS on this. I haven't seen any needle disposal sites at JFK, and I've been to JFK. Maybe I missed them. I don't know. I'm just, I don't trust a word out of the guy's mouth by default. I simply don't. I live like 30 minutes away from JFK or something like that. And I, I go there from time to time when I'm flying like to family's house or something out in another state. I'll go through JFK sometimes. Just nonsense. Now, as it happens, he did actually address the diabetic thing. Listen to what he said here. He said, well, it's for diabetics. That's funny. We never had that before. Well, we never had a serious weight problem in the United States to this degree either. Diabetes is the result of your pancreas having trouble pumping enough insulin into your body, basically. If you get a pancreas transplant, you're no longer diabetic. It's just failing pancreases, basically, because the person... Um, because there's so much stress on it from a, a lot of weight, to my understanding. As the country gets heavier, diabetes diagnoses rise. Aside from that, you know what? If somebody's diabetic, they should have a place to put their syringes, right? Why is this guy so opposed to giving diabetics an opportunity to dispose of their needles? You know, I lived in Huntington, West Virginia for a while, and... It was the center of the opioid epidemic, the heroin epidemic, 
back in 2012 or something. I don't know. It was even mentioned, Huntington, West Virginia was, on John Oliver last week tonight. That's how bad it was. You could literally walk down any street and see a needle somewhere. You could walk anywhere and see somebody shooting up, probably. It was so... It was such a problem that the city found a way to deal with it. Here's what they did, okay? It's actually ingenious. Hepatitis C was spreading around Huntington, West Virginia also, in addition to other diseases. So to decrease the number of people that were dying from various bloodborne illnesses, to decrease the burden on the healthcare system and things like that, they, cre- uh, they opened a needle exchange program where addicts could go in, no questions asked, and get a bag of needles for free. They would give you one bag for free. That's 10 needles, I think. If you want more, you have to bring your needles back in. And that ended up working out in people's favor because a lot of people just throw their needles away, and then they'd go and pick some up along the side of the road. Or a lot of people would sell their needles to somebody who didn't want to be in any record books or anything. I think they're like 20 bucks a bag and 100 bucks a box back when I was, you know, in Huntington or something to that effect. So they would uh, sell their needles that they got from the exchange to somebody. That person would dispose of them safely. And then they'd go along the street and pick up old dirty needles and put them in the bag, return them to the needle exchange and get a new bag. The needle exchange served as a method of cleaning up the streets seriously, and taking a burden off the healthcare system. It couldn't have been a better setup. So even if what this guy is implying is true, which I seriously doubt that it, you know, that they even exist, it's better that they exist than not for diabetics and for addicts alike. Does he care about the logic of this? Of course not. Waste containers for, for needle users. He said, well, it's for diabetics. That's funny. We never had that before. All of a sudden. It's okay, America. Be doped up out of your mind. Shoot up. Be stoned. Do whatever's right in your own eyes. Does he think that's what the United States government is saying about drug use? Do whatever's right in your own eyes? Right. That's why there's no drug war that's been raging for decades, right? Absurd. I'll tell you what we need to do, in my opinion, about the drug problem, about fentanyl and everything else. Here's what I think we should do. Just like people had the needle exchange program, there are countries that have instituted a heroin exchange, kind of. It's not an exchange, but it's a, a safe injection site is what it's called, where you can go there and the government will even give you some heroin if need be. I mean, this health clinic will give you heroin just a little bit and will give you a safe place to do it if you're addicted. And you'd think, wow, that's terrible. That, that will not end well. In reality, it actually does end extremely well. You know why? Because it takes the wind right out of the sails of the cartel members and, the, uh, I'm sorry, of the cartels and of the people manufacturing this stuff. What's the point in manufacturing it in the first place if it's available? Now, who's going to go to a safe injection site to try heroin for their first time? It's not going to happen. The reason people try heroin in the first place or any opiate at all, fentanyl, is because it's there. 
you know, they, they smoke weed every now and then. And, they, you know, their buddy who smokes weed, who sells it to them or something, they also have some fentanyl lying around that they've been trying. And you're like, hey, why don't you uh, try this out? Here, just take this straw and, and sniff it. You know, it's the fact that it's there. It's around and easy to access. If the government set up safe injection sites and took the, the wind out of the sails of the cartels, it wouldn't be that easy to access anymore. Like I said, governments have tried this, and it was successful. Gloriously successful, even. That's my take on it. But again, none of the logic, none of the science, none of the real solutions matter to this guy. He doesn't care about any of it. He cares about scaring the bejesus out of his listeners. That's it. Since we're talking about Jack Hibbs, let's talk about some of the other ways that he's historically scared the bejesus out of his listeners. Early May 2022, this is leading up to Roe v. Wade being removed by the Supreme Court, being deleted, if you will. The draft opinion had just released, I believe, saying that that's what they were going to do. And Jack Hibbs comes out here in this weird robe-looking thing and says this. Check it out. Let me tell you something. Tell me, Jack. The Democrat Party is a death cult. Every single Democrat voted to kill babies up in Sacramento last week out of the womb. Kill them. Kill them, they said. Kill them. Kill them, they said. Kill them. You're telling me that Sacramento Democrats, every single one of them, said that they want to kill babies. Kill them, they said. Like, those are the words they use, kill them? Really? I'm sorry, man. I'm not buying it. This, see, this is a perfect example what I'm talking about. Scares people half to death and convinces them that the other side, the in the us versus them equation, is out to commit atrocities. When in reality, that's not what's happening. Okay, abortion is not an atrocity. It is a necessary piece of the medical system because people die without it. Now, you want to set the limit at... 20 weeks, I'm all for that. Let's set the limit at 20 weeks. Unless there's some absolutely insane situation where, you know, they're 25 weeks in and they discover that there's no brain in the head or something like that. I get, In cases like that, I think it should be able to happen after 20 weeks. But up to 20 weeks, it's not killing a baby. It's not even viable outside the mother up to that point. That's where I think the laws should sit. Now, personally, I personally would take the decision to get an abortion more seriously at 15 weeks. But that's just me. I think everybody should be able to find that line for themselves. Here is somebody to the left of hunting the homeless for sport, what he would label as a Democrat, uh, even though I don't identify that way. Here is a Democrat right here saying that I don't want to kill babies. I'm not saying kill them. In fact, I'm saying do not kill them. But that nuance is lost on him and his listeners. You know why? He wants to scare people half to death. That's the goal. I mean, like, how absurd can it possibly get, really? Kill them. Kill them, they said. Kill them. Really? Come on. And what's going to wake us up? Where's the pulpits? Hopefully your mother's going to wake me up. Where's the pastors? This is the last call. God is not going to put up with it anymore. If there was an ark being built, I could hear the doors, the hinges starting to creak. As that if there was an ark being built. But isn't it interesting that there isn't? Huh. 
Guy's not going to put up with it anymore, huh? Curious. Seems like he's putting up with it a little more. The hinge is starting to creak as that door is beginning to shut. You know the funny thing about that? What he just said there? Listen one more time. If there was an arc beam built, I could hear the doors, the hinges starting to creak as that door is beginning to shut. The arc didn't have hinges. You know why? They didn't have metal that they worked with back then. They didn't have pins. They didn't have nails. They had wood at best. How did they cut that wood down? Got me. How did they assemble an arc with no nails? Your guess is as good as mine, but somehow he seems to think they had hinges. I can hear the doors, the hinges starting to creak as that door is beginning to shut. If this is Sodom and Gomorrah, like Star Parker talked about this morning, she works in Sodom and then flies home to Gomorrah here in California. Uh, is this some kind of a politician? Uh, Republican candidate, author, TV host, conservative political activist. Okay. Wow. Yeah, Jack Hibbs also has a long history of endorsing political candidates for what that's worth from the pulpit. I, that's just wrong, man. And it's actually illegal. He should lose his tax-exempt status for that. But does he? Of course not. You can see clouds starting to form. I believe, friends, in the spirit, clouds are starting to form over the state of California. This is our last call. And woe, woe to the pulpit that does not get involved to save a child's life. Woe to the pulpit that's... To save a child's life. Oh, suddenly you care about children's lives, huh? So I guess you're going to expand the social safety net so that families who have young children will have more benefits. They'll be able to feed their kids because you care about children, right? He doesn't care about children. And abortion doesn't kill a child anyways. It is simply a clump of cells. No different than what I'm doing right now, scratching my nose. Matter of fact, I killed more cells just now by doing this than I would have if I got an abortion and happened to be female. This guy has no idea what he's talking about, but he'll say whatever it takes to scare his congregation to death. Oh, but that stays silent at an hour like this. Isaiah chapter 10 verse 1 says, Woe to those who decree unrighteous decrees, who write misfortune. They're called... So, woe to those who write laws that aren't good laws. Is that what it said? Who write misfortune. Woe to those who write bad things? They're called legislators. They're state assembly members. God is watching them. He says, woe to you. Oh boy, you don't want God saying woe to you. That would be bad, right? I assume. He doesn't just dip his toes in abortion. He also, obviously, dips his toes in addiction and trans issues and just LGBT issues more generally. Listen to this one. Mid-March 2021. He is actually with a guy named Tony Perkins. This guy is insane. And he has, uh, and I think he's the leader of the, is it the Family Research Council or, it's not Family Research Council, it's... Oh, it is Family Research Council, apparently. Okay, for some reason, I thought it was a different organization. He's the head of Family Research Council. I believe Josh Duggar of the Duggar family fame worked for Family Research Council also for a while. This guy's the head of it. 
He was a police officer and a television reporter before leading the Family Research Council. Holy Christ. That's nuts. Okay, I guess Family Research Council was established in 1983. Oh, Tony Perkins is listed as a founder, though. So, yeah, I guess he did found the organization. Anyway, check this out. This conversation between Tony Perkins and Jack Hibbs is psychotic. Something has happened. I believe the answer is... Demonism. I believe it's satanic. I believe we're watching a global event take place that the Bible warned us about all along. And Satan traffics in the world of confusion. And if he can get someone confused in this area, he robs them of their God-given gender because he made that person a male or a female for a purpose. Okay, wow. The anti-trans stuff busted out right out of the gate there. God made people the way that they are for a purpose. Fascinating. Will you ever consider the possibility that God made trans people trans on purpose, if that's the case? Aren't trans people part of God's creation just like anybody else in his mind? Why is it that he can't stand a part of God's creation? Seems a little bit blasphemous to me to some degree, right? to bring him glory. If Satan can get them confused, they're young, early. Notice Satan always goes after the young. Oh, give me a break. Then if he can't kill him in the womb, he'll kill him in the head. Yeah. And yeah, there's his abortion shout out. Come on, man. Head yeah. and confuse them. I believe we're watching a global demonic sway of the wicked one upon our culture in the world. And that sounds harsh, but... Um, that doesn't sound harsh for a televangelist. This is just cookie-cutter stuff. What is he talking about? I'm sorry. It's, it's true. It's just true. No, it's not. This guy cannot escape his deep disdain for anybody that is not like him. Here's another one. I just want to give you a full picture of who Jack Hibbs is. Early August 2023. This is one of my favorite clips of his. Uh, little context for what was happening in this moment, by the way. The government held some hearings. I think maybe Congress held hearings or something about unexplained aerial phenomena, UAPs, also known as UFOs, unidentified flying objects. It's come out that without a question, there are definitely unidentified flying objects flying through the sky at any given moment. And apparently the government shot one of them down and gathered it up. They went and pulled it off, you know, off the sea floor after it fell or whatever and are studying it. And it was alleged by one of the whistleblowers at the congressional hearing that they have a biological pilot that is not human. I don't know that I believe that, but that's what was happening in this moment in time, if you were curious. So Jack Hibbs has a little thing to say about this. So you would normally think, UFOs, I knew it. I knew it from other planets, all this stuff. Wow, uh, Fox Mulder was right. X-Files, yes. Well, that's an old reference, X-Files. Uh, George Jetson, I get it. <laughs> Were there aliens in the Jetsons? I don't remember aliens. And, um, and yet I think that what is truly behind all this stuff is what has been truly behind everything. I do not, for the record, I do not believe 
and creatures from other worlds. I do not believe in other planets. I don't believe in these creatures having are, are visiting us. Wait, he doesn't believe in other planets. Is he saying he literally doesn't think that there are any planets out there but Earth? I mean, I want to take the guy charitably, but if I take him charitably, I may be taking him incorrectly. I know pastors that, that believe that. Having, are visiting us from other uh, places. I believe it's demonic, demons, fallen angels, because you have no idea, nor do I, what a fallen angel is. This is super fascinating to me. This is Jack Hibbs' response to aliens. For that matter, how do Christians react to aliens? Jesus comes and dies for your sins, right? On earth. What about the aliens? Did they sin? Did they have salvation from Jesus coming for them also? Did they have a copy of the Bible? What happens if they have a holy book that is completely 100% different from the Bible? So many ridiculous plot holes if you buy evangelical extremists belief system unexplainable plot holes so anyways um it, it totally makes sense to me that they're starting right out the gate that this is a demonic deception what else could they possibly say about it you don't know what they can produce you don't know what they can create well jack we've got we have ufo uh materials that have been collected from from crash sites we have unidentified flying objects yeah doesn't mean that we have aliens or that that ufo was alien in origin just means we have materials that we don't know what they are yet i understand that that has been scientifically tested oh suddenly he likes science okay i just believe the origin is an act of deception by Satan to get people duped. What would the goal be? Why would anybody, I'm sorry, why would anybody try to dupe people into believing in aliens? Like, what is the benefit? What's the motive here? If, if Christians believe in aliens, then they're not going to heaven? What? I don't understand. This stuff is so bizarre and wild to me. It blows my mind, some of the things that these televangelists say. Anyway, tell me what you think about him. Um, I think he's an absolute scumbag. I'm sorry. It's just terrible. Uh, let me know in the comments. Next up, Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina, says God elected him to office for a purpose, to spread Jesus throughout government as much as he possibly could. Makes you wonder why God wouldn't just put him in the White House if that was his goal, or at least the actual governor's position, rather than lieutenant governor. But whatever, far be it for me to question God's strategies. Anyway, let's see what values he thinks God wants him to spread through government. Spoiler alert, it involves persecuting minority groups, just like Jesus taught. Who saw that one coming? We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. It is flat-out child abuse. Take your children and tell them they have to attend school. Don't have a choice. And then some of them will tell them they don't want you to have a choice where they go to school. This is Mark Robinson, Lieutenant Governor of North Carolina. 
If you thought that was an insane thing to say, wait until you hear the rest of the quote. As a matter of fact, wait till you hear the rest of the clips I've got for you. He's running for governor this year, I believe. And he gave a speech recently where he said he believes God installed him as lieutenant governor to spread God's word through government. Why he would put Mark Robinson in the position of lieutenant governor of North Carolina rather than governor of North Carolina is beyond me. Why he would put him there instead of the White House? Who knows? But God apparently thinks a lieutenant governor slot is powerful enough to influence all of government, including the federal level. So anyway, listen to this. Late November 2023. Michael Bloomberg came in and put $10 million into my race to defeat me. By the way, don't believe a word out of his mouth. Everything he says is a lie sometimes. I, I've heard a lot of sermons from this guy where he's just busting out lie after lie after lie. So seriously, don't don't believe him unless you look it up directly. Ten million dollars. I barely have a million dollars of my own. I barely have a million dollars of my own in, in my race. Really? You're running for governor of North Carolina. I don't believe that for a second. This stuff should be public. I believe it's public how much money people raise. Okay. This came out in November. He has $2.2 million, according to Spectrum Local News. $2.2 million. Robinson campaign email said that it would report raising $2.2 million during the first half of the year and holding $3.2 million in cash on hand as of June 30th. Huh. I thought you said you barely have a million. Stein's campaign, which kicked off formally in January, said that it would report raising almost $6 million, blah, blah, blah. I guess that's his uh, competitor. Anyway, the point is, this is a perfect example of what I was talking about. A lie. The guy is lying. That's just flat out false. And you can't tell me he doesn't know how much money is in his own bank account or in his campaign's bank account. When you're running for governor, people want to know you. People will pay you $200,000 to go golfing with them. I know because this happened with Ron DeSantis. People believed he had a shot at being the next president. So they were the lobbyists, that is. They were paying tons and tons of money just to go golfing with the guy. Not asking any favors. They just want to know him. And when they do need a favor, they'll have his phone number. Not to mention all of the super PAC money. Like, it's against the law to donate more than $9,600, I think, individually. I don't remember how much you can donate. But a company that is completely unaffiliated with Mark Robinson, but just likes him, can do whatever they want. They can take as much money as they want from donors. And they just so happen to use that money to push political ads that are favorable to Mark Robinson and negative against his opponents. A super PAC. That's what a super PAC does. Skirts around the campaign finance laws. So I don't know if Mark Robinson, I don't know how much he has. It's more than a million. At least six million, I would say. But I don't know how much his super PAC has, and that's what really matters. Anyways, he's just lying here. That's the point. I barely have a million dollars of my own. He knew... All he had to do was throw his money at it and it would defeat me. But what Michael Bloomberg did not realize 
Michael Bloomberg will stop fighting me. He will stop fighting me because God does not choose his people like you. God chose Mark Robinson, according to him, to be lieutenant governor and is going to choose him again to be governor, apparently, in, in his mind. That's psychotic. Apparently, God cares about the politics of this one country in the world. Absolutely. God chooses his people to prove his grace. And there's only one reason why I won that grace. And it was the power of God. God gave him the lieutenant governor position. Nothing else. Nothing else. Nothing else but God gave him that. That's insane. Okay. Well, you know what? If that's the case, then why don't you just go home and sit on your lazy boy and let things play out the way they're going to play out? Like you don't have, why are you even raising money? It was God and nothing else, right? Don't bother. In fact, you know what? Donate all the money you have to your opponent. That would really prove it to me. The guy knows that he's not being chosen by God and that God is giving him all of these advantages or whatever. He knows that. Even if it's just subconsciously, he knows it. Or he wouldn't be out here campaigning like he is. You know, he can claim anything he wants, but when it all boils down to what actions he takes, his actions show that he believes that God didn't choose him and that he has to work for all of this. It's like Jehovah's Witnesses claiming the end will be here any five minutes now. So there's no point in going to college. There's no point in, you know, learning anything except for trades because that'll be useful after Armageddon. Except they've just started brand new projects to build gigantic media centers four or five year long projects that they're working on what happened i thought the end was here why are you doing all of this if the end is right around the corner their espoused beliefs and their actions are contradicting each other let's talk about what kind of person he is okay because it it gets bad late november 2023 let me just show you what he had to say about how he would handle protesters. That same spirit is not them people laying down in the middle of the road in Durham. It's that same spirit that will break in your house, come inside your house and steal your stuff and assault you because they know that they got a weak man. The same people that would lay down in the road in protest are the people that would break into your house. That is one wild leap in logic. So I guess he's saying that people who protest for the climate or whatever are burglars and deserve to be put in prison, what, prematurely before they burgle? Is that what he's saying? Oh, yeah. And the apple bag on people to lay down in the road. Oh, my God. I would never do that. I'm sorry. I couldn't. That would freak me out too much. I'd be too afraid of cars just running right over me. Talk to because they know that they got a weak man and even weaker district attorney. And weak judges that will turn them right back out on the street. Right, so when somebody burgles or murders or steals or whatever, we have a weak judicial system that will turn them right back out on the streets. That's what he says. That is psychotic. Our judicial system is not weak. As a matter of fact, we have the world's highest percentage of, uh, of prisoners per capita and... Uh, by raw number, I believe. More prisoners in the United States than China has. 
even though they have 1.4 billion people and we have 330 million. Let me just fact check that to be sure. We got a million people in state prisons, 157,000 in federal prisons, and 636,000 in local jails. So we're looking at 1.8 million, basically. 1.8 million people incarcerated in the United States. Uh, looks like China has 1.7 million, so we actually beat them by 93,000. Even though we have 330 million people in the U.S., and China has 1.4 billion, I believe. Russia is kind of like a, a, I don't know, a dystopian police state, a little bit, right? What do we got going on there? How many people do we have there? 433,000 in Russia. Huh, interesting. I'm getting the, this information from Wikipedia, by the way. I think it's pretty trustworthy with just basic, non-controversial, non-politicized information. And even in cases where it's politicized, it's been pretty useful. Okay, it looks like we actually have 2,068,000, So I was off by a little bit, and maybe it just updated differently. Okay, I'm not sure how reputable this website is, worldpopulationreview.com, but according to World Population Review, it says 2.06 million are incarcerated in the U.S. The next leader by per capita rate would be Turkmenistan, but you know they only have 35,000 incarcerated. So yeah, the United States beats everybody, every single country by like a lot so anyways uh we don't have a weak judicial system that's complete nonsense i tell you this right now this be glad i'm not the mayor girl <laughs> it will be some knots on some heads tonight he's running for governor okay if he actually got that position he would be situated in a position to actually put knots on people's heads to have police beat the shit out of them. He would have that opportunity. Matter of fact, he probably has that opportunity now to some degree as lieutenant governor. I'm not sure. I don't know what the lieutenant governor has power over and what they don't. But another example of violence solving problems, apparently, in this guy's head. We get, you ever seen the, that, that show, that Woody Woodpecker show, that man, da, 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 da. how many love small, da, 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 da. bring the camera down here, that's what we're fixing to do. Bring your camera down because we're going to do this and you'll serve as an example to anybody else who wants to do it. If you are protesting in the street, trying to block traffic to bring attention to climate change or something, we're going to beat the out of you until you have lumps all over your head. And we're going to do it on camera so everybody knows what we do to people who do this kind of thing, i.e. exercise their right to protest peacefully. Arguably, they shouldn't be in the street doing this. But either way, it's peaceful protest one way or another. Yeah. Super constitutionalist guy we got on our hands, right? You want to talk about constitutionalism, though. Listen to what he has to say. Early October 2021. This is one of the, the sermons, I guess you call it, that put him on the map, got people's attention. By the way, he's also a pastor. He's a lieutenant governor, and he's a pastor. This is a sermon he gave at his church. It is flat-out child abuse. Take your children and tell them they have to attend school. Don't have a choice. 
That's like libertarianism taken to the extreme. Really? You don't want kids to go to school? What? And then some of them will tell them they don't want you to have a choice where they go to school. Okay, that's just a dog whistle, basically. Um, I don't even need to get into it. You, schools are zoned, and trust me, it's better that way. I live in Manhattan where schools, high schools, are not zoned, and it is not fun. It is a train wreck of a mess, okay? You don't want that. Oh, my God. You have to send your children here to school. Then when they get there, what do they teach them? Teach them a bunch of stuff about how to hate America. How to hate America, you say? Like what? Tell me what things kids are learning in school that make them hate America. This is a joke. Does he believe the things that he's saying? I have to wonder. Is this all bluster? Is he just feeding into the culture war nonsense? Or does he really believe this stuff? Teach him a bunch of stuff about why they're racist. Teach him a bunch of stuff about transgenderism and homosexuality. I'm saying this now. Who's teaching kids about this stuff? What are you talking about? Nobody is doing this. Transgenderism and homosexuality. I'm saying this now, and I've been saying it, and I don't care who likes it. Those issues have no place in a school. Okay, no one is teaching kids about transgenderism. Like, what? Does he think that, like, they pull out a book and they all read it together about what being trans is or whatever like what the hell is he talking about you know even that wouldn't be bad just talking about what being trans is i in fact kids should know that right and, and what being gay is and stuff even that's not happening in our public schools this is psychotic there's no reason anybody anywhere in america should be telling any child about transgenderism homosexuality any of that filth and yes i called it filth and if you don't like it, then I call it filth. Come see me and I'll explain it to you. So he thinks that being gay or being trans is filth. I mean, at least we know where he stands with these issues, right? If we can take anything as consolation out of this, I suppose it's that he, he just lays his cards on the table, doesn't beat around the bush. But this is absolutely psychotic. Straight up psychotic. Why is it that the Republican Party seems obsessed with attacking minority groups. What did the LGBT community do to this guy, to him, to anybody else in the Republican Party? Have they ever had a bad experience? Have they even met a gay person before? Gay people, trans people, any, anybody in the LGBT community, they're not trying to indoctrinate children. He, he has to know that, right? It's time for us to stop letting these children be abused at these schools. And it's not going to happen till the people of God stand up and demand different. Jesus Christ, dude. So it's not going to happen until you stand up and do something about it. Psychotic. That is by no stretch of the imagination the most psychotic and disturbing thing he's said. Listen to this. Late November 2021. We're facing That's federal right. government and let's face it. We're facing a federal government and let's face it it's tyrannical oh yeah it's tyrannical it is tyrannical guys this is the type of government the second amendment was made for guys this is the type of government the second amendment was made for what is more psychotic tell me what you think about this in the comments is it more 
unglued from reality and insane for somebody to say this kind of thing that the second amendment it's time to use the second amendment on the government and the people or is it more psychotic and unglued from reality to talk about children being groomed by the lgbt community in elementary schools or whatever which one is even crazier i mean are, are they both on the same level i don't know you know every time we talk about this i, I always have to go back to doug mastriano's uh campaign he was running for governor of pennsylvania and he got close in 2022 almost took it but on the campaign trail he said this on day one the sexualization of our kids pole dancing and all this other crap that's going on will be forbidden in our schools pole dancing in schools go on On day one, all the graphic, graphic books that are in elementary schools will be, will be pulled out. Graphic books and pole dancing in elementary schools. That's what we're dealing with right now. That's where these people's heads are at. Which is more psychotic? Honestly, I think I'm leaning toward the stuff they say about the LGBT community and the pole dancing in schools and stuff. I think that's more psychotic. I mean, this is more dangerous, obviously, encouraging violent revolution with, by, you know, with guns. That's more violent and disturbing. But my God, the stuff they say about the LGBT community is just whacked out. Seriously. And uh, check this one out. Late November 2021. This was one of the early ones that put him on the map for me, too. He's given a sermon, I believe, at his church. But I can't stand to turn that TV on, and I don't want, want my grandkids watching that television. Because I don't want to have to explain to my grandkids why two men are kissing. You know that I've only ever in my entire life seen two men kiss a total of maybe twice or three times. And I am about as pro-LGBT as it gets without being in the community. This is not like this big thing that, that that's this huge problem, like men kissing left and right. And for that matter, why do you even care? What is so disturbing about two dudes kissing that isn't disturbing to you when two women kiss or a man and a woman kiss? Why is that one disturbing to you and no other? It ultimately boils right down to bigotry and hatred. That's it. And I don't care what anybody thinks that. Get mad at me if you want to. I'm not mad at him. I just think he's a scumbag and he's like m misinformed on this whole thing or intentionally saying this stuff because he just doesn't like people. I don't know. You know, child got no business seeing no two men kiss. If they did, God would have made it that way. He did. Are you kidding me? How do you think this exists? Because God made it that way. Didn't God create everything on planet Earth in his mind? What do you mean God didn't create it this way? Again, I've never, I, I, I've seen two dudes kiss twice in my life, okay? And I scroll through Reddit and Twitter and watch TV and watch all kinds of stuff all the time. Only twice. One of them was a TV commercial, I think, that was provocative. And it was, I think, during the Super Bowl, maybe. I don't remember care what anybody thinks that get mad at me if you want to 
Ain't no child got no business seeing no two men kiss. If I could say children have no business seeing a man and a woman kiss. How do you feel about that one? If they did, God would have made it that way. He didn't. Everything that God made serves a purpose. I don't care how ugly it is. Let's get a little ugly. Well, that's interesting. Okay, he's he's very obviously, like, repulsed by the idea of two men kissing, right? I mean, at least he's claiming to be. I'm going to take him at his word on this one, although even that may not be a safe bet. Let's assume that he's telling the truth, that he's repulsed by that. And he says, everything that God created exists for a reason, even ugly things. Let's get a little ugly. And he's about to talk about a cow pie, basically, um, fertilizing grass and stuff like that you know flowers and plants and things why is it that he sees something that he obviously doesn't like two dudes kissing and doesn't connect the dots that god created that too why doesn't he like take that extra step i want you to think about what the cows leave behind it don't get no uglier than that But you think about what to be done with what the cow leaves behind. Honestly, I've never thought about what I could do with what cows leave behind, but I'm with you so far. Go on. Why is the grass in that cow pasture so green? Why is it so lush? Could it be that ugly stuff the cow left behind? See, God created that. He made that for a purpose. Everything that God made, from the foul odor of what the cow left behind, to the decaying body of every living creature, to the maggots that eat those dead bodies, to the flies that fly around what the cow left. God made all those things. Huh. Interesting. God made all of those things, you say. But he didn't make gay people. Those are the one exception, huh? Okay. For a purpose. Will somebody please explain to me the purpose of homosexuality? He's acting like he's got a W here. Like he just did a one-two knockout punch on the LGBT community. Like you can't explain why gay people exist. Get down to brass tacks. What is the purpose of homosexuality? What does it create? Okay, what does it create? It doesn't have to create anything. Not everything has to create something. But I'll tell you, I mean, this is commonly brought up in evangelical circles. How did being gay evolve in people? I mean, of course, evangelicals don't believe in evolution or don't accept evolution. It's something you accept or reject, not believe in. They don't accept evolution, but they're trying to kind of poke holes in it by saying, gay people shouldn't exist if evolution is real. So I actually did some research on this out of curiosity. I looked into it, and from what I can tell, throughout human history, it's been useful and valuable to populations of people to have some of those people not reproducing, but still wanting children. Because a lot of the time, uh, mothers died in childbirth, 
or they just didn't want the kid anymore or whatever. You know, I'm talking 100,000 years ago or 200 or even a million, whatever. There were a lot of complications and a lot of orphans. And it was evolutionarily advantageous to a population to have people around who wanted kids but didn't want to go through the process of creating one themselves. That is likely why evolution exists in society today because there's one more person in the family to contribute to help and take care of kids anyway yeah they act like it's a knockout punch it's just absurd the whole thing is ridiculous i mean i heard this from jack hibbs and all kinds of people i think i heard this from herschel walker as well you remember that dude oh my god it's just not the the win you think it is i mean there are plenty of really interesting questions about evolution you know like why do human beings find baby cats cuter than baby humans. You would think evolution would push us to see baby humans as the cutest things on planet Earth. Why are baby kittens cuter? That's an evolutionary question that I feel is unanswered so far. It doesn't mean it's fake. It just means we don't know yet. But, you know, all of that nuance goes right over their head. Let me know what you think in the comments. I lived in Provincetown for, wait, for a summer and didn't even see two gay people kiss. Lol, keep calling this garbage out, please. Take care. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. I'm in New York City. This is like the most left-leaning city on planet Earth, practically. Well, in the United States, I think, probably. And tons of gay people all over the place, you know. And I, you know, there are gay people around. They tell me that they're gay. I know gay people. But I never see him kiss. A matter of fact, I almost never even see him hold hands. It's weird how little PDA they show, huh? Maybe that's because they don't feel safe, justifiably so, to show that PDA, sadly. Next up, Laura Logan is a major public figure in the QAnon movement, a hero to him. But there was a time when she was a correspondent on CBS News and even 60 Minutes. What happened to her? Let's talk about her descent into absolute madness, from widely respected to banned from even Fox and Newsmax. Newsmax! What the hell do you have to say to get banned from Newsmax, for Christ's sake? Let's talk about it. It is a wild ride. We'll be right back. Don't forget to check out my Patreon, and check out my website and email list for early access to uncensored, ad-free, complete videos. All links are in the description. This is Lara Logan. If you're unfamiliar, she's a famous QAnoner. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us. You've all know Harari and, and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches and that while they dine. Uh, on the blood of children. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people, right? They're not yeah. going to win. We They're not going to win. And she is so deep in the QAnon rabbit hole that she was banned from Fox News, if you can believe it. And then she was banned from Newsmax for something else. That's how deep in the rabbit hole she is. So I want to talk about her. I want to talk about what she believes, what got her banned from these various different outlets and everything. Unfortunately, she was once a 60 Minutes correspondent and even a CBS News correspondent. She was very high up in the mainstream media apparatus until this. Now she's stooped as low as talking about how the elites want you to eat bugs and stuff. Like a full-blown QAnon conspiracy. Just give you a little context for who she is. Late November 2022. Listen to this one. 
I spent so much of my life as, uh, you know, proud to work at 60 Minutes as a correspondent and as the chief foreign correspondent at CBS News. Seriously, it just blows me away that she was that high up. And I worked with great people. What has happened to you? Did you lose your minds? I'm sorry, but we've got people like Balenciaga and all these fashion brands that are, are pushing uh, pedophilia and Satanism. No, we don't. You live in a fantasy land. There was a picture that was taken by Balenciaga's artist. They did. They got some, I think it was like some uh, contractor to take a picture. And in the picture frame, it was a kid that was like, it was showing off a new outfit or something. And in the frame were some documents for some questionable court case. I don't remember. The guy that took the picture was a scumbag. Balenciaga is not engaging in this worldwide effort to take advantage of kids or whatever. Come back to reality with everybody else. And I'm the crazy one? Yes. Yes. You got it. No, 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 no. You're not going to rewrite history. You're not going to convince me of something that's not true. You're creating 400 different types of gender and I'm the crazy one? Who's creating 400 types of gender? And for what it's worth... Gender is a personal identity that you communicate to the rest of the world. You can be whatever gender identity you see fit. Why does she care? Why is this any of her business? As if this is a huge problem that, that's like overtaking society or something, like trans people are just exploding or something. Like, come on. Why is it that far-right extremists always find a minority that they can zero in on and then they zero in on them and they're relentless. They won't leave them alone. Why? Gender and I'm the crazy one? I don't think so. Okay, that's not how this works. I'm not crazy because I'm not gonna believe some crap that you made up, all right? And it is crap that you made up to manipulate and control. So people being trans is just stuff that's been made up to manipulate and control people? What? Notice this is on Lindell TV. That's the only <laughs> network that'll take her. And that's not even a TV network, to my knowledge. Maybe that's on Roku. I'm not sure. But it's mostly... Yeah, look, it says on the bottom, Roku, Apple TV, Android TV, and stuff. And I guess uh, it, it's on his website, of course. So just psychotic, man, all of it. All right, let's get into it. Why was she banned from Fox News? Late November 2021... This is the appearance that got her banned right here. And so in that moment, what you see on Dr. Fauci, this is what people say to me, that he doesn't represent science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele, Dr. Joseph Mengele, uh, the, doc the Nazi doctor who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camps. And I she compared Dr. Fauci to Mengele. That is about as depraved as it gets for real. What is wrong with her that she would say something like that? That was the thing that got her banned from Fox News. Surprisingly, I, I can't even believe that happened. Like, doesn't Fox News revel in people talking smack about others like Fauci? For the record, if you don't know Joseph Mengele, I think that's how it's pronounced. Mengele was a Nazi doctor that worked at Auschwitz. Auschwitz was a death camp where people went to either go into forced labor or be killed in a gas chamber or 
go into forced labor until they couldn't anymore. Then they were sent to the gas chambers. And every now and then, Mengele decided to pull one off the line and do medical experiments on them. And there were no limits to what he was willing to try because they're going to die anyways. Who cares? And they're not, they're not even human. So nobody cares about their suffering. No one's going to hear their screams. Hell, maybe we'll just sever their vocal cords so they can't scream. That level of psychotic stuff, for real. That's the kind of thing that Mengele engaged in. And it wasn't just Jews, either. It was like communists, socialists, Jehovah's Witnesses dealt with some of this. I mean, it was Jews in large proportion. Like proportionally, the Jews were the target, but there were still hundreds of thousands of others, as opposed to the millions that, of Jews that were being attacked like this. So anyways, I don't want to get too graphic with it, but see, I'm just trying to find just a couple of basic examples that are not too graphic for you. Kind of thing that a kid could hear and it would be okay. Oh yeah, there's some really, really horrific stuff that I don't want to get into. I remember some of this. All right, let me just give a couple of examples of things that he used to do that were psychotic, okay? He would operate on patients with no anesthetic. I mean, open heart surgery. Wouldn't, be, wouldn't put them to sleep, wouldn't numb them. He would simply tie them down and then start working on stuff. Also gave them stomach surgery, because why not? We'll just see what happens, right? Like I said, they're going to die anyways. That's, they're not even human. That's the mindset the dude was in. Is psychotic. He had no empathy. He, I believe he was actually psychotic. Clinically, probably had uh, psychopathy. I would bet money. Just an inability to connect to his fellow man in any way. He also removed the eyes of, of inmates at... Auschwitz and pinned them to the wall like with a, a, a thumbtack because why not I mean not that they could see what just happened of course but he could and he enjoyed that apparently he just reveled in hurting people forced inmates to undergo drug and x-ray treatments that were unnecessary and that they didn't even know what it was for there's some stuff about pregnant women there's stuff about disabled people he would perform surgeries on people like kidney transplants he would remove somebody's kidney to give it to a guard that needed it or something and he wouldn't give them anesthetic and he wouldn't give them painkillers afterward either you know that kind of deal and and like i said I, i've read a lot of books on this and it gets really really messed up man but like i said i'm trying to avoid the really really bad stuff so the stuff that i've set up to this point is tame is what i'm saying and laura logan believes that Fauci is like Mangala. He was known for testing on twins. There are stories of studies he did on twins that are just horrific. I have not heard of the twins. Wow. Like I said, I don't want to get too graphic with it, but it's the bottom of human morality. It was it's the kind of thing you wouldn't do to a dog. It's as disturbing as it gets. Again, I didn't even tell you the messed up stuff. I told you the the level, the surface level stuff. Anyways, uh, yeah, so Fauci's Mengele, apparently. Science to them. He represents Joseph Mengele, Dr. Joseph Mengele, uh, the, doc the Nazi doctor who did experiments on Jews during the Second World War and in the concentration camps. And I am talking about people all across the world are saying this because... Really? People across the world are saying that about Fauci? Who? 
Name one other person other than Marjorie Taylor Greene and Alex Jones. They actually agree with her on that. Name one other person other than them in some kind of position of authority around the world. Everybody, everybody should be disgusted and offended at what she just said. By the way, this is like QAnon level stuff, what she's saying here. We haven't even gotten into the full-blown QAnon stuff, but she is a QAnoner. Keep listening here. So Fauci's like Mengele. The response from COVID, what it has done to countries everywhere, what it has done to civil liberties, the suicide rates, the poverty, it has obliterated economies. The level of suffering that has been created... Is nowhere near the level of suffering that, that was experienced at the hands of Joseph Mengele. Full stop. The level of suffering that's, that, that took place in the United States is truly bad as a result of covid but mengala like i said i didn't even tell you the worst okay i don't does it like does it get worse than mengala i didn't know that human beings could do that to other human beings some of this stuff really i just i don't want to tell it to you because it's so horrific it will it could actually cause like ptsd symptoms to hear some of the stuff that mengala did just hearing it for real and she thinks she thinks Fauci's like like uh, Mengele. That's insane. She does she know what Mengele did? The level of suffering that has been created because of this disease is now being seen in the cold light of day, i.e., the truth, and people see that there's no justification for what is being done. Of course, the this whole thing is built on the premise that Fauci manufactured COVID personally and released it into the wild as an experiment on people or something. That didn't happen. That is absolute psychosis. She is not living in the same reality as us if she believes that, and she does. But even that, even doing that, I'm, I'm, I'm hard-pressed to say that it's as bad as Mengele, man. I don't know of a single thing that's worse than Mengele, truthfully. Anyway, that's a thing that got her banned from Fox News. After being banned from Fox News, she was banned from Newsmax also. And we're going to get to that in just a second. But listen to what she had to say about being banned from Fox News. This is on Lindell TV. I think it's about a year after she was banned or so. But she's addressing some of the uh, problems that she has with society that she couldn't say anywhere else, you know, because she's censored. The reason I believe that people reacted that way is it's all about the children. The question they don't want us asking is who is they? What is she talking about? What authority out there holds the title of they in her mind? What does she mean? She means my enemy. That's about as specific as it gets. It's all about the children. The question they don't want us asking is where are all the missing children? What happens to these children? How can hundreds of thousands of kids go missing in the United States every year and nobody knows where they are? They That's a good question, and I will answer that question for you. This is how QAnon got famous, the hashtag Save the Children. They went viral, QAnon did, off of that hashtag and claimed that 400,000 children go missing every year in the United States and are never found or whatever. What happens to them? That would be a valid question, 100% legit, except that's not actually how many children are, are taken and never return. That number accounts for 
all police reports of missing kids anywhere between the ages of 0 and 18. Missing minors, really, not kids, but minors. Between 0 and 18. Including the reports of a woman who was shopping at Claire's with her little four-year-old, and the four-year-old turns around and sees a Baskin-Robbins right across, you know, the the little mall walkway there. So the four-year-old walks across the mall, gets into the Baskin-Robbins stuff, and is eating ice cream. Woman freaks out, realizes her four-year-old is missing, calls the cops. The cops show up, and they search for the kid. They find him in the ice cream bin at uh, Baskin-Robbins, right across from Claire's. So... The report was written up because the kid was missing and then recovered. A lot of the missing persons reports are that. Most of the missing persons reports that QAnon cites, the 400,000, the vast majority are accounted for. They were missing. They were found afterward. I forget what the number is. 70% maybe? 70, 80% were runaways. Kids who had a bad life at home and didn't want to be there anymore and left, basically. They were found. They were, you know, talked to by detectives or whatever, and then let go their merry way. That is the majority of the cases. So this whole 400,000 kids go missing in the U.S. every year thing is nonsense. And nobody knows where they are. They just... No, everybody knows where these these kids go. In all fairness, you know, there are murders that take place of children, of adults, of everybody. There's probably some of that. 40-something percent of murders go unsolved. I don't know if that statistic has changed since I've looked last. It'll probably be at the bottom here. Sometimes they're sold into child's trafficking rings. I think that's an extremely uncommon case in the United States. But I suppose it happens, I imagine. Statistically, probably not zero. Of kids go missing in the United States every year, and nobody knows where they are. They just vanish? I don't think so. Every sex trafficking ring worldwide knows bring the kids to the United States. That this administration. Wait, how does she know that? How does she know that every ring in the world wants to bring kids to the U.S.? And why? That this administration is participating in the trafficking of kids because they're paying uh, companies, LLCs and nonprofits and church groups, they're paying them to take these kids and disappear them, including the report that you showed. The White House, the Biden administration is paying companies to take kids? This is surprisingly, I can't believe I'm even saying this, beyond QAnon at this point. This is nuts. Including the report that you showed, have talked about the blood of young children being the secret to anti-aging. Okay, what she's talking about there, I I just want to address that. I know I'm stopping a lot, but she mentioned an article that talked about children's blood being the secret to anti-aging. That's not actually what the article was about. Scientists were experimenting with mice and found that older mice, if injected with the blood, if they receive a blood transfusion from younger mice, it helps them live longer. So they did these experiments in human beings. Blood is donated from an 18-year-old, you know, through the Red Cross or whatever, and then that blood is sold to hospitals. And the money that 
the Red Cross gets from selling the blood goes into charity work, like helping people rebuild their home after it burned down or whatever, a billion different things. So experimenters, scientists will go to these hospitals and they will purchase blood from the hospitals or the Red Cross for 18-year-olds. And they will give a transfusion to a control group. They'll give a transfusion to an actual group in a clinical trial. And they will see what happens. They will see if people feel more energy, if they feel spry, if they look healthier and better, if they live longer, that kind of thing. And it was found that, in fact, yes, if you get a blood transfusion from an 18-year-old, for example, and you're like 60... It does actually help. It does make you feel younger, and you do live longer. Does that mean that people are sticking straws in people's arm like a Capri Sun and just drinking their blood? No. You can't drink it. It's a blood transfusion. Something that's been happening for, like, since the dawn of time, practically. Well, at least since the, uh, the invention of the hypodermic needle. So that's, that's the article she's referencing there the report that you showed have talked about the blood of young children being the secret to anti-aging you catch in what she's saying the blood of young children that's not what anybody said we're talking about blood transfusions from younger donors donors that are younger than you that's beneficial we're not saying young children give their blood to somebody as a sacrifice or something she's trying to twist it and form it into a QAnon framing and why does nobody ask where does blood come from? The Red Cross? Hospitals? How do you get the blood of young children? They donate it? Does it matter if the children are younger and younger and younger? Yes, as a matter of fact. I think the younger... You know what? Don't quote me on this. I'm not even sure. I'm sure my editor will probably put an explanation at the bottom here. But to my knowledge, it... Is it illegal to, I think it's illegal to take a blood transfusion from somebody that's 18, but 18-year-old's blood is more beneficial than 25-year-old's blood, I believe. Like I said, it's not an important article to me. It's not an article that I read in great depth. It's just something that passed by my purview because of QAnon. Thanks for that. So, it, it, you know, I, I have no clue if that's accurate or not, but she's trying to frame it up as though elites are taking the blood of innocence, you know, uh, babies, uh, two years old or something, and drinking it. Insane. So now you're talking, are you talking about the blood of babies now? Is that what you're talking about? She lives in this land where everything is a conspiracy. Everybody is out to get her and the children. It's insane. And, and she wonders why she's banned from Fox News. Honestly, I kind of wonder why she was banned from Fox News. That seems right up their alley, truthfully. Well, here's what got her banned from Newsmax. This is a famous little ditty called Blood Libel, early November 2022. God believes that in, in sovereignty and national identity and the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world. Open border? Is Satan's way of taking control of the world? The border isn't open. It hasn't been open this entire time. Biden's border policy, the U.S.-Mexico border, is basically no different than Trump's. Almost no different at all. I mean, I think he told people to stop using whips. And I think he's put a concerted effort into reuniting families 
with each other who were split up originally by Donald Trump. And he, of course, ended that policy of splitting families up. To my knowledge, that is really the only difference. Everything else is pretty much the same. What is she complaining about with the border policy? And how does that factor into Satanism or whatever? And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these uh, people who are his stooges and his and his uh, servants. I'm sorry, I don't understand. The open border? I- I'm really trying here. I'm struggling. I'm on, to, I'm on the struggle bus. The open border is Satan's way of controlling people. How? She doesn't say. She just says it's his way of controlling people, apparently. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us, Yuval Noah Harari and, and all the rest. Who is they? Are they in the room with us right now, Laura? Get help, please, for your own sake and the sake of everybody around you. This is insane. You desperately need help. Think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us, Yuval Noah Harari and, and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches and that while they dine uh, on the blood of children. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people, right? They're not yeah. going to win. We- they're not going to win. Yeah, this is the one that got her banned. So what she was alluding to is blood libel. Blood libel is a famous accusation that has been leveled against the Jewish community for thousands of years. And when it came over to America and was rebranded under the QAnon umbrella, they changed it from Jews to elites. A lot of the time, if people didn't want to target Jews or if they thought it wasn't advantageous to them, they would say elites also, you know, all through the centuries and, and millennia. Blood libel is the claim that elites or Jews are taking kids and drinking their blood or eating them, eating babies, mixing them into their matzo ball soup, I think is one of the claims. Whole bunch of ridiculous claims that were never true, that aren't true now and will never be true. Okay, People just are not doing that. That's insane. Anyway, that's blood libel. QAnon is really nothing more than a rebranded Nazi death cult, ultimately. And that's Laura Logan. That's Laura Logan for you. That's how she got banned from Fox News and from uh, Newsmax, surprisingly. And this is her descent into absolute psychosis. Let me know what you think about this in the comments. I would love to cover this person more. That's all I've got for you. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, don't forget to check me out on Patreon. And take a look at my YouTube channels. Owen Morgan, where I talk about religious issues. Telltale Fireside Chat, where I talk about politics. Telltale Unfiltered, where I do long-form breakdowns of stuff like this. And Telltale Reads, where I read books by televangelists and others. I release everything in parts, but every part stands independently of the last. So you can jump in anywhere and I'll make sure it makes sense. You can find some ad-free, uncensored, complete versions of all my videos on my website, owenmorgan.com. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for my email list to get early access to everything. All links are in the description. Okay, thanks for watching, guys.